This sermon is brought to you by Shofar East London. Together, living out the fullness of Christ. We hope you enjoy this message. This morning, I want to, to share with you guys uh, just some of the lessons which we have learned, some of the things which God has, has revealed to us as a church family. And one of the things which we have done was to really spend some more time in the, in the Word of God. And so, uh, Annika, let's, let's turn to our, our passage this, this morning. If you're in your Bibles, you can, you can turn as well, and we will have the, the, um, the Scripture up on the, on the screen as well. But we're going we're gonna to be reading this this morning from, from John uh, chapter 15 and chapter 16. And when we approach the text of Scripture... It is so important for us to approach it humbly, to understand that there's life in the Word of God. Amen. We have the privilege of reading God's Word. We have the privilege of reading it like this. We've got it on our phones. You have your phone with you. You remember some of the, the things that we, that we look at when we, when, we, when we read the Bible. What are some of the things that we sort of three big principles that we try to apply when we look at Scripture? Observation. Yes. Interpretation and application. Yes. Alright, so observation. Interpretation. And application. And so, so what, what do we try and look at when we talk about observation? What do we we approach the portion of scripture, John 15, John 16, which we're going to look at now. We talk about observation. Where do we where do we start? It's almost like we're scanning the chapter, quickly seeing who are the characters, where yes. it takes place, what's the setting, yes. um, and what, what it's mainly about. Yes. And in the book of John, there's so many amazing characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, are there a few characters that you can remember that stood out for you as we were reading? Jesus. <laughs> Jesus, the main character, important in every story, is Jesus. The main character, as they say, history is actually just his. Stories. He's definitely the main character in the Gospel of John. Some other characters. The disciples. Yes. Um, oh, the disciples. They give me hope. <laughs> they give me hope. When Jesus found them and when he met them, they were ish. They were in a bad space. Many of them just ordinary guys and, and women, of course. And just Jesus loved them and walked with them and, trans, and transformed their lives. Um, and yeah, who else? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. Definitely one of the main characters, the unseen hand behind the writing of the Gospels and the entire Bible is the Holy Spirit. And, and here in this, in this text, uh, John 15, John 16, just quickly, um, the main characters here that we see in front of us, we just observe this text, is, of course, it's Jesus. It's uh, the disciples who were following him. It's uh, the Holy Spirit that Jesus talks about. It's God the Father that Jesus talks about. Vanity is the world, right? So it is Jesus, God the Father, God the Holy Spirit, the believers, the disciples, and the world. And those were the characters here within uh, these two chapters. And those are still the characters that we find today in our lives. And so um, our engagement with the Word of God is alive and still relevant and applicable to us uh, today. So we're going to look at what does the Bible say about God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit about us and about um, and about the world. And so I'm going to call Kate quickly to, to come and because Kate has been on a journey just regarding um, the character of Jesus 
And so I'm going to ask Kate to come quickly. Annika, if you can step back for, for a moment. Um, Kate, if you can, you can come. Make yourself at home. And uh, yeah, wave, wave at the camera. Yes, so what we're going to do is um, we're just going to switch over into Afrikaans for a couple of minutes. And so if you don't understand Afrikaans, just bear with us. We'll just be a few minutes and then we'll be switching over to, uh, to English again. And so we're always seeing this in the hoofstuk of the Bible, that Jesus is one of the hoofcharakters. And ons het was now lekker geleerd in the Bible, in Johannes, and we have for Jesus to know on an amazing way. Um, and we have Johannes to know, but we have to do what we have to help you for Jesus a little bit better to know and a little better to understand. We have The Chosen guy. It was like Yeah, The Chosen. We'll um, put a link up on the screen as well for you guys. Well, the Chosen. If you, if you haven't downloaded the app, download it. Google Play, App Store. It is amazing. Free, gratis, gratis. You can do it offline. And, uh, and, then, okay. and, and what have you in The Chosen learned about Jesus? Jesus? What for you? What you know what you can do? What for you? Awesome. Jesus is Yes, mens, what betekent dit? Dit is nou menselijk was. Dit is dus ons is dat hy die goede wat ons nou doen. Ja. 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 Jesus was a mens. He didn't come as a spirit, he came as a, as a human being into into this world. Wat was van die goed wat Jesus gedoen het as a, as a mens? Ehm um, voorbereid story van die troue. Wat Jesus daar by troue gedoen? Jesus was nie vertroues. Hij heeft gedanst, hij heeft glakjes gemaakt. Ja, hij heeft gedanst, kan je dat goed? Hij danst in een wedding. En hij maakte jokes en hij was funny. En hij loved to be with his friends. Nee, hij daarvan gauw om, om met zijn vrienden te wees. En wat had hij baie gedoen met zijn vrienden? Kan je nou dat? Als we zo gaan kijken daar naar die stoel, dan zien we ons, wat, wat doen die met zijn vrienden? They traveled. They traveled a lot. Yeah? So Jesus was walking as a human being. Jesus walked a lot. He didn't just go say, I'm now in Nazareth, now I want to be in Jerusalem. Like Jacob did a couple of weeks ago on the camera. Now Jesus walked. Now Jesus walked to where he wanted to, to be. And that's amazing. So Jesus was amazing. Jesus was amazing. And that was amazing for us to learn. So you have chosen to be amazing. And um, Jesus, the name of Jesus is that. Wat betekent die naam van, van Jesus? Die Heere Red. Die Heere Red. Right? Jesus means God saves. The Lord saves. En ons het een beetje geleer, nee, omtrent die Bijbel. Die Bijbel was geskryf in Afrikaans? Nee. In Engels? Nee. Wat was die aanvankelijke taal van die Bijbel? Waar in die Bijbel geskryf? Aramees. Aramees. Ja, wat nog? Is daar, is daar binnen? Is daar binnen? Is daar binnen? Hebreus. 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 Dat is oké. Dat is oké. Aramees is al reeds een groot woord. Drie talen. Aramees, Grieks en Hebreus. Dat die talen waar die Bijbel geskryf was. En Jesus, wat die talen het Jesus gepraat? Daar waar hy gebleef in Galilea. Hy het Aramees gepraat. Jesus het Aramees gepraat. En Hebreus. Maar Aramees was zakelijk aan. So hy was in Galilea, hy was in Galilea, en in Galilea spoke Aramaic, which is a local dialect that the guys, that the guys spoke. And so the name Jesus is an Aramaic name, right? And it means the Lord saves. And it's a beautiful verse, 
put in naam van Jesus, which I feel is such a beautiful verse. It's going to be an encouragement to, to all of us, and I want Kate just to read it for us. Yes, so everything that's in the heaven, alles wat waar nog is. So? On the earth. On the earth, and? In hell. And in hell, under the earth. So everything, whether it is principalities of powers, big things, small things, rich people, poor people, black people, white people, everyone will bow their knee at the name of Jesus. What else will have to bow its knee to the name of Jesus? The demons. The demons. Yeah. And what, what big name is everybody talking about now? Everybody's talking about this name. That's why we are in lockdown. Coronavirus. The coronavirus. What does the coronavirus have to do? To bow his knee. It has to bow its knee to the name of Jesus. And so we say now in Jesus' name, coronavirus, you bow your knee to the name of Jesus. Jesus' name is our shelter, the name above every other name, the name above fear and everything else. Right? And so, kijk geniet our travels, and in our Jesus, and she discovers so much. What else in the name of Jesus? What else can you remember about Jesus? What does Jesus mean? The Yeraret. That's another name that you, you told Daddy earlier. Yeshua. Yeshua is a name that also means God saves. Okay, so in the Bible, Joshua, Jesus, the same root. Joshua is just the Hebrew form of the Aramaic word Yeshua, Jesus. Alrighty? And so uh, I want to encourage you guys, go make a study of the name of Jesus. His name is powerful, wonderful, still the name, the only name by which man can be saved. And he is our shelter and our strong tower during this time. So, okay, thank you so much. Blame the chauffeur for reading the verse. Go and have fun. All right, so Annika, you can step up again. And so, for Kate, the chosen has been amazing. She's been journeying through that. And um, Annika, how have you been just... Um, Digging into into the word and and discovering more of, of who God is during in this time. What have, what have you been doing? Um, I've been spending a lot more time with God through worshiping, um, dancing, reading the Bible, and um, we recently watched Overcomer, which is an amazing movie. Um, Get it? Watch it if you haven't done so already. Maybe watch it again. Mm. Um, yeah, and my, one of my favorite parts in that movie is where Hannah Scott, um, which is the main character or actress in the movie, her cross-country coach asks her if she knows who she is in Christ. And at first she says no, but at a later stage um, in the movie when she gets saved and um, the school's principal tells her to go read Ephesians for as a starter, mm. she just um, gave her life to, to Christ. She um, she writes down everything that it says um, she is in Christ, and that really stood out for me. As she she interrupted the drama class and she told her um, her cross country coach to ask her who she is, and so he asks her who is Hannah Scott, and she just reads it one by one. She says, "I'm a redeemer. I'm forgiven. I'm adopted. I'm a temple of the Holy Spirit," Amen. and that really stood out for me. So I went and. To my best friend Google, and I went to ask him. You know, Thought it was me. 
Um, so I just typed in, who does God say I am? And there are so many things, and we really we have to believe um, who we are in Christ. So when I wake up, um, I put on the armor of God, I pray, I thank God that I'm healthy, that I woke up, and then I just proclaim um, that I am redeemed, I am saved, I'm forgiven, I'm adopted over myself, and that gives me a, a positive um, vision of the day, you know, going into the day positively and starting fresh. Amen. Amen. And so, do you believe what Google says? This time, yes. This time, why? Because um, it's so, yeah, because it says, I am called of God, and it gives you the verse that it says, so it's 2 Timothy um, 1 verse 9, um, and yeah, I believe the Bible, so yes. I believe that this yes. time. Yes, so this time we believe Google. We don't believe everything Google says, but when Google agrees with the Bible, that's what we believe in. So we test everything, even Google, lyrics, all the stuff, what do I always tell you when it comes to songs? You can find out what the lyrics says first before you sing it. <laughs> yes, yes. And if the lyrics line up with the Word of God, if it's pure, if it is uh, um, edifying, if it's encouraging, if it's beautiful, even though it doesn't have scripture in it, but if it's beautiful and encourages you to appreciate beauty and it's pure, then we can listen to that. Uh, because it's important what we listen to, especially during this time. So I want to I want to get into this, this text and want to... To continue just um, thinking around what it was that Jesus left with his disciples. And so, John 15, verse, verse 26, it says, But when the Helper comes, whom I shall send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me, and you also will bear witness, because you have been with me from the beginning. So here in verse in verse 26, we, we see that Jesus comes and and the context of this of this, this this passage of scripture was that Jesus speaks to his disciples and he says to them, Guys, you're gonna have an amazing life, things are gonna be incredible for you, nothing is gonna go wrong. Is that what Jesus what Jesus said? No. What did he say? Um Jesus told them that it's not going to be easy. They're going to go through some tough times, but it's all gonna be for the good of for the good of God. Amen. It's all going to be to the glory of God. Even the tough times is gonna be for God's glory. And and yet in John 15, um, from verse 18, especially up until verse 25, Jesus says, Guys, I've got some 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 tough news for you. The fact that you have decided to follow me means that the world will treat you the way they treated me. They will hate you, they will persecute you, things are going to get a lot worse, Jesus tells them. And, and he, he gives his believers, his disciples that message. And then he says to them, but. Right, so remember the context here is things are going to be tough. The world isn't going to like you. They persecuted me. They will persecute you. A servant isn't greater than his master. Don't expect the world to like you. Don't expect the world to embrace you. Don't expect everything always to be comfortable. But. He says in verse 16, when the helper comes, now that word helper there, uh, we can put up that definition on the screen. The word helper in Greek means parakletos, right? Parakletos, which is a fascinating word. It's, it's made up 
out of two two um, root words there. The first one is para, where we get our our, our word from like parachurch organizations or a paramedic. It is something that comes alongside something else. So para means alongside. And then kalio, which means to call or to call out to. So in other words, the word parakletos means to call to one side. The word signifies an intercessor, a comforter, a helper, an advocate, a counselor. In non-biblical literature, parakletos had the technical meaning of an attorney who appears in court on another's behalf. So he represents you. So the word parakletos, when Jesus says, when the parakletos comes, when the helper comes, when the alongsider comes, he will come and he will be with you. He will be sent from the Father. But the key here is that the parakletos is someone that has to be called upon. Think of the parachute, the parachute that you, what does the parachute do when you jump out of the, out of the plane? What's the purpose of the parachute? To kind of save you from not falling flat on your face. Yes, flat on your face and breaking bones and bringing all sorts of stuff. Well, actually dying. No, dying. Just like being squished to a pulp. The parachute helps you, protects you. The paramedic comes to your aid as you're next to the railway. Somebody has to phone the paramedic. The paracletos. We have to call upon the paracletos. We have to call upon the helper. And so the, the helper, the Holy Spirit, is sent to us from the Father, the Spirit of truth. And he will, he will come and Jesus says, he will testify of Jesus. He will testify of me. And then he says in verse 27, and you will also bear witness. So we see that the Holy Spirit testifies of Jesus and we will bear witness of Jesus. And so our witness is dependent upon what we say, but it is also dependent upon the Holy Spirit. And so what we are after when it comes to witnessing to the world about who God is, the hope that is to be found in God, the life that is to be found in God, the peace, the joy, the forgiveness, the reconciliation, we need to call upon the Holy Spirit to help us in our witnessing. And I believe, guys, that as we are contemplating uh, the, the, the lockdown, the extension of the lockdown, as we're contemplating what God has called us to, to do during this time, it is so important that we once again call upon the Holy Spirit. He's our helper, but He's not going to force Himself upon us. We need to call upon Him. Call upon the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, help me. Holy Spirit, show me. Holy Spirit, reveal to me. Because he wants to testify of Jesus. What is Jesus doing right now? We cannot afford to be running around just doing stuff. We cannot afford to just follow this, this bit of information, follow Google just because Google says it. We, we need to hear what is the Holy Spirit saying to us. And many times he does use Google to agree with the Word. What is the Word saying to us? So first, what I want to say to us and what I want to encourage us to do, Anika and myself, all of us, is to call upon the Holy Spirit again. Right? He's a gift from God, but we need to call upon Him. When was the last time you called upon the Holy Spirit? Um, 
Just a couple of days ago, I, as I often do, unfortunately, I tend to forget where I put stuff. So I thank God for my, my paracletos in the house, my wife. Right? She's the alongside, she comes alongside me, she comes alongside the kids. It's always like, you know, there's constant calling out, Mama! Mama! Now, Nifi, Nikki, where did I leave that? She has threatened to change her name. Uh, she can't move out. She's stuck with us. But, you know, we are calling upon her. Love me, what did I do with my phone? And she's like, look there, look there, look there. And the other day I was like, oh, I can't find, look everywhere. And finally, I'm like, Holy Spirit, please show me, help me. And then something so small, but I needed it. My money was in there. My bank cards were in there. They go and buy stuff. And the Holy Spirit took me to the closet where it was. In a small way, called upon the Holy Spirit. But even, you know, in how we're supposed to be approaching seasons like this, because I've got to be honest with you, I was growing tired of just even doing this, like over the camera. I'm like, oh, I've got to do this again, and I, I, I love it, and I want to do it, but it just doesn't feel the same. I can't see you guys. I can't, I, you, I can't hear you laughing at my jokes, or maybe when the service is getting too long, checking your watch, or checking something on the phone. I, I, I can't see your interaction. And I just love that. I love the hugs. I, I love the smiles, the joy, the coffees together. Love all of them. I can't see them. Like, God, this is tough. And then, and then I just called out upon the Holy Spirit. And said, Holy Spirit, we are trusting you that we will be more united than ever before. That your Spirit will be with us. And I was praying for some of you guys. And I felt the Holy Spirit is wanting to encourage some of you. That you feel as if you... You've entered into this mountain, right? This beautiful mountain full of, of treasures and you were excited to go in there. Almost like, like was it Alibaba who entered that, that cave, Aladdin, that entered uh, Alibaba's cave where the, these treasures were in there and, and you could go and discover all of these treasures. And so God's calling upon your life, your, your marriage and your business was like this mountain filled with treasures and you could go in there. And explore it all, but then all of a sudden the lights just went off. I remember we were in the Kango Caves last year, and, and we went there, and it was beautiful just exploring those caves. But then they did warn us uh, before they did it, they switched off the lights. And it was pitch black, it was dark, you couldn't see anything. And all of a sudden you could feel the fear just creeping in. And I felt that for some of you guys, you, you feel like that. What was once an adventure, what was once exciting journey of discovery, what is God wanting to do through me, and things are coming together, and I'm exploring things, the lights have just gone off, and, you, and you're afraid, you're trapped, and it feels like you, you're not going to get out of that. I believe that God, the Holy Spirit, as you call upon Him, is going to switch on the lights for you again. And you're going to see those treasures in the mountain. It's what I'm going to say to you, you didn't make a mistake following Him into the mountain. You didn't go into that mountain by yourself. You followed God's voice. But now, the lights have been switched off in terms of what you can see by calling upon the Holy Spirit. And He's going to show you the treasures again. We were praying just to see if it and I before the service praying and He had a word that, 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 that for us listening to this word and reading God's word as we call upon the Holy Spirit, the power of the word of God just 
enters into our hearts. It, it bypasses the top soil. It doesn't get filtered away into other places. It goes directly into the reservoir of our spirit. And I believe that. That your heart, and I'm going to declare this over you, that your heart is soft, that your heart is receptive, that you can hear the wisdom and the voice of God the Holy Spirit. In John chapter 16, verse, verse 1, so the Holy Spirit is our helper, let's call upon Him. Amen? Let's, let's call upon Him. Just there where you are right now, even just, just call upon the Holy Spirit. I'm, I'm going to just pray for us, give us a moment. Holy Spirit. Lord, we call upon you right now, in Jesus' name. Just say where you are, just call upon the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, help me. Help me, Lord, to see my wife through your eyes. Help me to see my husband through your eyes. Holy Spirit, help me. The Holy Spirit, help me to be a good son, to be a good daughter. Holy Spirit, help me. I call upon you, Holy Spirit, to come alongside me now. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Thank you that you hear every prayer. Every cry, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You are real. You are close to us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. I just believe that the Holy Spirit has dropped even just new ideas for what this next week is going to look like for you. It's just something different that you need to do. Whether it's something you need to make, something that you need to, need to explore, email you need to write, Phone call that you need to make. The Holy Spirit is just drop something into your heart. Don't ignore that. Continue to, to respond on his, on his voice. Verse 16, Jesus says, These things I've spoken to you that you should not be made to stumble. Right? And say, I don't want you to, to stumble along the way. I don't want you to fall away from me. I've warned you the tough times are coming. So you don't have to be caught by surprise. You don't have to stumble over, over those tough times. He says to them, they will put you out of the synagogues. Yes, the time is coming that whoever kills you will think that he offers God service. And today, there will come a time when people will think that by killing you, putting you out of the synagogue, they are worshiping God. That is how bad it got for the believers. We're not there. We're not in those environments. We're not being persecuted in that way. But what we are going through right now has, has a feeling a little bit like that. Doesn't it? The things are against us. That, that we're being limited. We're being uh, sort of we, we Our options are being taken away. And we're experiencing a sense of persecution. You know, there are many videos, even in theories. Why is this happening? What is the devil doing? What is the world system doing? And all of those things. And I just want to encourage you. Jesus promised us persecution will be with us. Tough times will be with us. Discomfort will be with us. So don't, don't, don't obsess over those things. Jesus promised it to us. What he's wanting to say to us is given us the Holy Spirit so we don't have to stumble during these times. Right? We don't have to stumble. We don't have to stumble. Verse 5 says, But now I go away to him who sent me and none of you asks me, Where are you going? Where was, where was Jesus going? He was going to the grave, going to heaven, to God. Yes, so he was going to go to Jerusalem to be crucified, and then from the cross to the grave, to the grave from the grave to God, to, to God, to heaven, right? From the cross to the grave, from the grave to the sky. Right? And then Jesus says to, to the guys, guys, things are going to get tough. Persecution is coming your way. I've got good news for you. 
I'm leaving. Cheers. <laughs> you know, how, how do you think that made them feel? Yo. Yeah? Yo. Yeah. Right. We think about the chosen. We, we think about how those guys began to just love Jesus because he was so amazing. He had so much love. He was so compassionate. He was funny. He was their anchor. He was their shelter. He was their rock. He was their safe place. And I was saying to them, guys, things are going to get worse. And I'm saying, cheers. Bye. I'm going. I'm leaving. I'm going to the Father. And like, this can't be true. And that's why verse 6 says, Because I said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. I think we can understand that. We'll be like the president saying, guys, guys, coronavirus is upon us. Things are going to get worse. Um, but hey, I've got an island. There's no coronavirus there. There's, there's protection. Corona isn't there. And I'm leaving. I'm, I'm leaving you guys to figure this out. <laughs> you know, sorrow filled their hearts. And, and news is coming our way. And, 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 and sorrow can fill our hearts. And, and look what Jesus says. Jesus doesn't condemn them. He doesn't say, oh, you have little faith. Why did you allow sorrow to fill your heart? He says, I know. I know it's tough. I know you struggle. I know it's tough to see where things are going to turn around for good. I know you want to believe, but you struggle. But then he says to them, this is so beautiful. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. It is better, guys, that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper, the paracletos, the alongsider, will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. It's better. I need to go away so I can make room for the Holy Spirit. Right? So in the, in the sorrow, in the persecution, in the tough times, I'm, I'm making space. For the Holy Spirit to come. And so I want to say to you guys that in your sorrow, in your questioning, in your misunderstanding, in the conflict even in your home or between you and your colleagues, whatever it might be, the Holy Spirit wants to get in there, wants to, wants to enter into that space, calling into that space. Because Jesus went to the cross for our salvation. Jesus died for us so we don't have to be condemned, but he also went to the cross so that the Holy Spirit could come. That's why Jesus died. So we don't have to be alone. We don't have to try and get rid of the sorrow by ourselves, trying to get rid of the fear by ourselves, try and remain positive and hopeful. Things are going to get better by ourselves. But so that the Holy Spirit can be the one that comforts us. When he has come, the Holy Spirit, he will convict the world of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. So the Holy Spirit comes as our paracletos to help us to witness of Jesus, of the hope in Him, the life in Him, the resurrection in Him. The Holy Spirit comes as the gift that God gives us. But the Holy Spirit also comes to, to do something. And I, and I believe it's important for us to understand the work of the Holy Spirit. Because if we understand the work of the Holy Spirit, we can partner with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes to convict the world of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. And I believe that God is, is shifting the hearts of the church to focus on the world again. We spend time praying, we spend time just, just allowing God to strengthen us, but now He's, he's shifting us and we, we're reaching out, we, we're handing out food, we're praying for people, we are 
we are, we are actively engaging with the needs around us. But this world, this world is in need of God. Almost 200,000 people that have died due to this virus. We're not discounting the, the people dying because of other reasons. But how many of those 200,000 people have had a life-giving encounter with God? And I believe that that is really the biggest thing that God is wanting to impress upon our hearts again. That the Holy Spirit has come to be our helper, to aid us, to come to our assistance, to, to help us in our daily lives. But He has come to testify of Christ and He has come to convict the world of sin. Because they do not believe in me. So the Holy Spirit comes to bring conviction. I want us to pray for our neighbors, to pray for our colleagues, to pray for our friends at school and our teachers. To, to pray that the Holy Spirit will convict them of sin because I cannot do it and you cannot do it. My preaching cannot bring any conviction if the Holy Spirit isn't present. Our Facebook posts, the sharing of our, of our, of our testimonies on, on, on WhatsApp and, and us, us talking to people won't make a difference unless the Holy Spirit is alongside us. Alright, so let's invite the Holy Spirit again into all of our activities, believers, so the Holy Spirit can bring the conviction of sin. Remember when, 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 um, when Peter spoke to the Israelites and he was preaching to to, to thousands of them after Pentecost. And Peter was the same guy that, that uh, he was a bit of an interesting fellow. Mm. Right? Interesting. What do you remember about Peter? Um, he he said that he was handsome, the character he, yeah, in, in the church was <laughs> a handsome, handsome actor. But uh, what, what do you remember about He was kind of like a rough man. He yes. wanted to prove that he was right and yeah. Mm. Bit of a rough nut, eh? Rough around the edges, a rough diamond. But he ultimately made a lot of promises, told Jesus he was going to follow Jesus, and then what happened? Um, right towards the end, Jesus, Jesus dying. Oh. Where was Peter? He was there with him, but he um, told the, the other people there that he wasn't part of Jesus' disciples. Yeah. Right. So, so Peter couldn't go all the way to the cross. Peter was afraid. Peter forsook Jesus. But then the Holy Spirit comes upon Peter. They have Pentecost and Peter preaches to thousands of people. Because now the Holy Spirit is witnessing and Peter is witnessing. And what happens? Conviction comes. And the Bible says that the guys say that we are cut to the heart. What must we do to be saved? And that is what we need. The Holy Spirit to bring conviction so the world can understand that they are in sin. It's Romans 3 verse 23 that says that all of us have sinned. Fallen short of the glory of God. Sin is like a virus. It is just like this coronavirus has no respect of person, whether you are a pauper or a prince, whether you are the richest person or the poorest person, whether you are Indian, American, New Zealander, whatever you are, the coronavirus knows no exception. Sin is even worse than that. It is, it is a disease that creeps into the heart of man that says that I will do things my way. All of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. The Holy Spirit wants to bring the conviction again that sin kills. Sin leads us away from God. Sin destroys. Sin wants to kill the human life. But the other conviction the Holy Spirit brings around sin is this. 
Yes, all of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But God so loved the world that whosoever believes in His Son that He sent to us should not perish but have everlasting life. And yes, so sin is the greatest disease. Sin is the thing of the human heart, the rebellion within the human heart. And it doesn't matter whether it's a small sin or a big sin, sin is sin. But hey, God loves you so that you don't have to die in your sin. And that's why the conviction of the Holy Spirit wants to bring us around righteousness as well. The righteousness, Jesus says, is of righteousness because I go to my Father and you see me no more. He says, guys, because I'm going to, to the Father. Remember Jesus said in, in John 14, verse 1 to 3, he says, I'm, I'm going away so that I can prepare a place for you. And I was thinking about this, you know, we're in our homes and, and maybe our homes are amazing places, big places or small places. But it, it, it doesn't compare to the place that Jesus is preparing for us. I'm going away so you can understand in my Father's heart there is space for you. I'm going away to prepare a place where there's room in my Father's heart. Sinner, you don't have to remain outside of my Father's heart. I'm, I'm coming to give you righteousness through my death on the cross. I became a curse for you. I became your sin so you can receive my righteousness. And that's the conviction that the Holy Spirit brings. And I'm praying that the Holy Spirit would even reconfirm that conviction to our hearts. That we are righteous in Christ. But the world needs to know this. They don't have to die in their sin. They don't have to die in their shame. They don't have to die not knowing that God loves them and that He has made a way for them to to look at themselves and to love what they see, to accept themselves because God has accepted them. You know, there's this amazing verse in Hebrews 7. I'm going I'm to read for us uh, quickly from Hebrews 7, verse, verse 25. Therefore, he also is able to say to the uttermost of those who come to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. Right, so Jesus went away so that he can intercede for us. And right now, he's at the right hand of the Father interceding for us. There's room in the Father's heart. Jesus is praying for us. And Jesus has opened the way to the throne room of grace. Hebrews 4, verse 14 and 16 says that because the throne room of, of grace has been made accessible to us through the high priest, Jesus, we can enter boldly into that throne room. Know this, believer, know this. The throne room of God's presence has been unlocked because Christ has passed through the heavenlies, Hebrews, Hebrews 4 says. He has passed through the heavenlies. I've been watching the series Pacific. It's intense. It's about the Second World War. It's about the Americans had to fight from one island to the next to get to Japan. Bloody battles with thousands of Americans died before they could get to the Japan mainland. Jesus fought through the heavenlies with his blood so we can enter into his throne of grace. doesn't matter what this week holds. It doesn't matter what the next few months hold. The throne room of grace has been unlocked. Enter it. That's why the Holy Spirit came. He wants to bring conviction to your heart. You can enter in. You don't have to be alone. You don't have to try and figure things out alone. You don't have to have the answers to all of your questions alone. Enter in because there you can obtain mercy and grace. 
Then lastly, the Holy Spirit comes to bring conviction of judgment. The Bible, the Bible makes it clear to us in Hebrews 9, 20, 27. It makes it clear that, and, and, and Jesus spoke about this as well, that there comes a time when there's judgment that's going to come. There's going to come a time of resurrection where the living and the dead will be raised again. And those, some will be raised to eternal life and some to eternal judgment. And the Holy Spirit needs to bring that conviction again to the heart of the church as well. That this age isn't everything. That there's more to this age than just this stuff. This is just brick and mortar. This is wood. This, these little things that we hold on to so much, the cars that we drive, all of that will disappear. There's an eternity, a real heaven and a real hell. And the Holy Spirit wants to bring that conviction of judgment back again. Judgment is going to come. And then it's too late to, to bow the knee willingly. Everybody will bow when the awesomeness of the fear of God and His majesty falls on us. But this side of eternity, God gives us and the Holy Spirit wants to convict the hearts of believers and non-believers, the world especially, of judgment that is going to come. The beautiful thing is that the judgment is primarily preserved for the devil. Jesus has come to judge the devil. He says that the ruler of this world is judged. Colossians uh, 2 verse 15 says that Jesus triumphed over the principalities and the powers on the cross he stripped them of their power. So now this, the spirit of fear that wants to come against you has been judged. It has been judged. There's no power over you. But the Holy Spirit wants to bring you that conviction. You can't, you can't imagine. You can't think yourself free from fear. Ask the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, bring me the conviction that the spirit of Fear, the spirit of lack, the spirit of anxiety, the spirit of insomnia, the spirit of conflict, the spirit of lust, whatever it is, it has been judged, it has been stripped of its power. So there's an eternal judgment, but there's a judgment Jesus achieved for us on the cross where we can walk in victory because the ruler of this world has been judged. Allow me to, to, to finish. I, I thank you for your patience. But it, uh, verse 13 of chapter um, 16 says, and I just want you to note something here in closing. In verse 13 and verse 14, how often we get the pronoun he. The Holy Spirit isn't an it. The Holy Spirit isn't a force. He isn't a power. He's a person. He's real. And he wants us to talk to him. And he wants us to, to have respect for him, but he wants us to engage with in church, we have ignored the Holy Spirit. Let's call upon Him. Let's honor Him. I love the songs that we sang, and we praise God the Father, and we praise God the Son, and we praise God the Spirit. God three in one. And I, I pray that we will grow closer, and we will accept the invitation from the Holy Spirit to call upon Him. Let me read this for us. However, when He, the Spirit of truth, has come, He will guide you into all truth. For He will not speak on His own authority, but whatever He hears, He will speak and He will tell you things to come. Nine times He will glorify me, for He will take of what is mine and declare it to you. The Holy Spirit will come as a Spirit of truth. 
As Anna gets to implanting the word in her heart. So the word is the truth and the Holy Spirit brings the, the truth to her remembrance as she dances and, and as she dreams and had a dream the other day. And just in that dream she could sense that, that you, you explained to me, felt like you, you, were, you were protected in this dream. Yeah. Like you, you saw yourself as a, you were clothed a warrior. A warrior. Was, yeah. It was a potentially hectic dream that she had, but within this, she was this warrior, protected, and you were dressed like this, this, this princess, this, yeah. this warrior, the armor of God upon her. And I don't think it's coincidence that it came just after she had spent a lot of time just making declarations of who she is. The Holy Spirit wants to lead you and me and our children into the truth. The truth. We need the truth right now. We cannot run after theories and run after what people are saying. Saints, we need the truth. And the only person that can lead us into the truth as to who I am and what my calling and my purpose is during this time is God the Holy Spirit. Call upon Him to reveal that to you. He will guide you into the truth. He's not the author of confusion. He doesn't want to leave you confused and rattled. And if you are, the invitation is there. Don't be condemned. Just call upon Him. And He will give to you what is Jesus's and declare it to you. Ask the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, reveal to me, declare to me what Jesus wants to give to me. Because He wants to give treasures to you. He wants to give you nuggets of wisdom, keys. He wants to impart something beautiful, new perspective. He wants to reveal to you during this time. So call upon the Holy Spirit as your paracletos, as your helper. Call upon the Holy Spirit as you pray for your friends, your family that don't know God. Holy Spirit, come and convict them of sin. Convict them of righteousness. Convict them of judgment. Holy Spirit, lead me and our president and those around us into the truth that we need to steer us ahead. So whether you're a big family or a small family, whether you're individual or, or whether you are uh, with many people during this time, maybe getting back to work, ask the Holy Spirit who wants to be alongside you and help you every step of the way. The Lord bless you. The Lord continue to make His face shine upon you. And may this truth be with us. These things Jesus has spoken to us, that in Him we may have peace. In the world we will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. He has overcome the world. May the Holy Spirit make that truth the reality to us. I want to pray with you. Lord, we thank you in the name of Jesus, the name above every other name, that you have made your Holy Spirit available to us. He is our gift. And we receive the gift of the Holy Spirit again. They just want to pray this with me. Father, I thank you for sending your son to die for me. And I thank you that you loved us so much that you chose to crush him for my sin. Thank you for raising him from the dead through the power of your Holy Spirit. And thank you for sending the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I receive you in my life and I call upon you as my helper. I call upon you as the one that can help me to testify. 
I call upon you as the one that can bring conviction to the hearts of my family and my friends of their sin, of the righteousness that is available to them, and of the judgment that is to come. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that during this time, that you will walk with me and reveal to me the treasures that the Father has in store for me. Reveal to me who I am. Reveal to me who you are and what you have called me to do. In Jesus' name, amen. If you don't know the Lord and haven't accepted Him as your Lord and Savior, I want to pray with you and ask you quickly pray this prayer. Lord Jesus, I acknowledge that I'm a sinner. I acknowledge, Lord, that I have no righteousness in my own strength. But I thank you for dying for my sin. I believe that you are the Son of God. I believe that you have risen from the dead so I can come alive with you. Here is my life. Forgive me. Make me new. And use me for your glory. And fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening. Find more on Shofar East London's podcast channel. Let's do life together.